So Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Baker Mayfield came in his rookie year, played 14 games, started 13, threw for 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, had about a 93 passer rating. Sophomore slump indeed for this young man. Uh, He threw for more yards, 3,800 in fact, but his touchdown to interception ratio was terrible, uh, being a 22-21. and With a 78 passer rating. So I've given you some good. The bad. And now here's the better. In 2020, Baker Mayfield threw for 3,500 yards. Less than both of uh, of the previous seasons. But had 26 touchdowns and only 8 interceptions. While boasting a 95 passer rating. This is a guy who was on his 4th head coach. and a first-year head coach in a 2020 pandemic offseason. Here's where it gets good. So they had, despite a slow start, which you would think, uh, the Browns came in at 4-2 through six weeks. Baker was completing 60% of his passes. He had thrown... Uh, for over a thousand yards, and his touchdown interception ratio was around ten and six. Week seven, Odell Beckham goes down, and then we also had Nick Chubb out. Weeks five to eight. Now, Baker from week seven through the divisional playoffs completed sixty-three percent of his passes, so boosted that up a little more. Threw for twenty-nine hundred yards, close to the three thousand mark in that time. And 20 touchdowns and three interceptions. As we know, they lost to Kansas City in the divisional round. Everything is better for Baker this year. It is a huge stock up. I believe that Odell Beckham may put aside some of his diva ways and realize that Baker just wants to do what's best for this team. And after watching what the Browns did last year, I don't know how he could be against it. We may see him get shipped as well, which, as we've seen, Baker without Odell is good. I'm looking to see Baker with Odell being good this year. And I think that's very possible with the defense that they've built around him. And to put in a fantasy perspective, the weapons he's got over there are fantastic. And even with Nick Chubb and this being a heavy run offense... Kareem Hunt is still there to do the work in the backfield. So I'm in on Baker Mayfield for fantasy this year. You can get him late in drafts around the ninth round. And I see no reason to avoid him this year. Yeah, and if you remember that uh, that playoff game, they had the Chiefs on the ropes. And yep. you know I think there was a fumble into the back of the end zone that really kind of derailed that whole game for them you know, late in the game. So... This Browns team is looking to explode, and I'm going to be surprised if I don't have pieces of of Browns players, of this Browns offense, in my fantasy lineups this season. For Baker specifically, I think you're absolutely right. Even in the ninth round, I think he's being very, very undervalued and underdrafted. He, there's that tier where we had talked about on a previous session with Brian Tannehill where he's in that Tannehill, Mayfield, kind of Jalen Hurts uh, area, Matt Stafford as well. 
And I would take Baker not over all of them, but I would have him just on the same level as those guys. And uh, as I'm checking right now, I actually am seeing that he's going around the 11th round uh, currently instead of the 9th. And, you know, to put in perspective, these are all guys that you don't want to draft going around him besides Trey Lance. I think his ADP may rise through the month, though, uh, speaking about Trey Lance, because obviously we hear about him taking more snaps in San Francisco, but this is not about Trey Lance. Uh, Baker is going around him, though. You know, Henry Ruggs is a receiver that you got there. Mike Gesicki. Uh, Matt Ryan is another quarterback in that area. I Just, you know, who who are you going for here, Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan? We already did talk about Matt Ryan. After all I just gave you, how do you feel about Baker Mayfield over Matt Ryan? I like Baker a little bit more. Uh, he gets a little bit of a rushing floor that you can – utilized there as well uh, he has a bit more weapons around him i trust that offensive line more i trust what i've seen from kevin stefanski in coming with going into his second year over arthur smith being a first-time head coach and i think baker is ready to take this team deep into the playoffs i wouldn't be surprised if the browns end up in the super bowl I'm not calling them a Super Bowl team, but it's not going to shock me in this tough AFC conference that we have here that they can, uh, they're looking to make that jump here to not just a wild card team, but a possible division champ and get a home playoff game here. So if that's the case, I do think that the Browns will be good. Again, they didn't play a first, they're not playing a first place schedule this year either. And so I'm, taking all those in cons- into consideration when I'll take uh, Baker Mayfield over Matt Ryan. The passing volume is not going to be there, though, however. So that's uh, one thing that Matt Ryan will have the edge over because they are going to have to throw, and I believe that this Browns defense is going to keep teams from scoring, to say the very least. Yeah. So maybe Baker doesn't have to do that much. We obviously know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to take a lot of the rushing work and you know, get a lot of touchdowns that way. So it's something to keep an eye on, but in terms of Baker kind of leading your offense and getting him in the double-digit rounds, he's definitely a quarterback to target. Well, you definitely make a great point about the Browns' defense, keeping them in games a little more so – Maybe that does temper Baker Mayfield's passing volume. Maybe that's why we're seeing him in the later rounds of drafts. But I feel like he is still a very safe option. I think he wants to protect the ball and do everything he can to win for this Browns team. He's had a taste of the playoffs, and now he wants more. And I stand with you here. I It wouldn't surprise me to see the Browns in the Super Bowl this year or uh, in the near future. They've got a good team. they got a good team, and it's on Baker to really step up and make make this team run. I know Nick Chubb is there again, but literally and figuratively, it, it falls on Baker here and him taking care of the ball, making the big throws when asked, and he's developing into a, a very decent quarterback himself, so in his own right, that is. So uh, if uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and you know, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryan, and the such, if they all come together here and uh, really get the pass catching going, then we're going to see a 
a more improved Baker, even or you're going to see more of the second half of the season Baker Mayfield that you saw last year. One hundred percent. I think uh, Rashad Higgins is actually getting a lot of hype out of camp right now. Yeah, they did bring him back on a one-year deal. That's right. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is also there to um, to help with that receiver depth. If if those two take steps forward, then as you mentioned before, you might see an Odell Beckham trade in the middle of the season. Wouldn't count on it, but that's something that you could keep an eye on and be in the realm of possibilities. But I don't think it affects this Browns offense as a whole that much. Uh, really quickly, if you had to. If you had to pick a receiver or tight end on this offense, uh, who, who are you really looking at? Because, again, I know we said that they run the ball at the top five clip in the league, so there's not going to be a lot of passing work to really hone in on a receiver in drafts. But if Baker had to target one, who do you think is going to be? Jarvis. I, I go Jarvis every time. Yeah, old, reliable, doesn't really get hurt. You know, so I think that's uh, that's definitely a good call. So over this offseason, we've seen running backs not survive free agency, i.e. Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas. We've seen running backs not survive the draft, i.e. James Robinson in Jacksonville. But this next running back survived both after the season that he had last year, and that's Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin had 584 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the ground, 388 and two touchdowns through the air on 41 catches, um, finished as the RB27, around 14 fantasy points per game in half PPR scoring. But he only played in 10 games. You know, he missed most of November due to his injuries um, and COVID as well. So... Him going into year three here where he had had, you know, health issues in his rookie and sophomore years, seven games as a rookie, ten games last year, that is going to be our biggest concern with Miles Gaskin is if he can stay healthy and stay on the field. But when he was on the field in those ten games last year, his touches from week three were as follows. If you would remember, week three was that Thursday night game against Jacksonville where he had his breakout. His touches go as follows. 27, 13, 21, 22, 21, 23, 19. So he had double-digit touches in every healthy game that he played last year. Yeah, they didn't spend the money on running backs in free agency or a high draft capital. I believe that they drafted someone in the seventh round, and they, you know, brought in uh, Malcolm Brown from from the Rams just to help with that backfield. But I think they want to put their faith in Gaskin here going forward, and you like to see that definitely. Salvin Ahmed is still there as a late round handcuff, and you do like if you want to fall back on a uh, on a on a handcuff running back just one that you can get with your last pick right now is basically going undrafted but again it all depends on Gaskin's health and if he can stay healthy to to take this workload in Miami I completely agree with you um you see me sitting here with my trophy uh Miles Gaskin's 
basically the reason I was able to stay in my championship game after what Jeff Wilson had done to it. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I loved having Miles Gaskin as a part of my team last year. He, when he was on the field, like you mentioned, you talked about the breakout game. That was fantastic. And the touches he got were valuable. I don't know if I can't remember the exact game, but there was one instance where he got like six chances to just run the ball in uh, when they were within the five yard line, probably actually closer to the goal line there. Um, They gave him valuable touches that 10 zone. We talk about it. We love that. We love that. That's the opportunity you want. And he gets a lot of it. He's safe right now. Uh, I don't have his exact ADP up right now, but you talked about his backup, Salvin Ahmed. You are 100% getting him as a waiver pickup or, as you mentioned, the last pick in your draft. Miles um, Gaskin is going in the fifth round right now. Okay. So, and at that point, I think you could possibly have two running backs, two receivers. At that point, you can kind of look at him to be your flex. Or if you wanted him to be your number two running back and go heavy on receiver, maybe you grab the tight end like a Travis Kelsey or George Kittle in the first couple rounds, then he is definitely someone that I would be looking at to pair my number one running back with. I'd be a little nervous if if he was my RB1, though. Yeah, you have to be worried if uh, he's a guy you're – Amy, uh, targeting in a zero running back strategy. Um, I sometimes will advocate for this. In this instance, I will not. Um, running backs are flying off the board early these days, and you got to get them. Miles Gaskin as an RB2 or a potential flex is exactly where he should be. I think he's a guy who has a decent amount of upside if he stays healthy. You, you know, Health is something you kept mentioning. COVID really was a setback for him. But when he played, he got the job done, and he was successful doing it. Uh, He was a fun guy to watch, and as I mentioned, he gets the opportunity. They want to run the ball with Miles Gaskin. They didn't go after anyone, and I think that's something you have to stay on top of as the season approaches is, do the Dolphins bring in a veteran? Do they grab a Todd Gurley or... I can't think of any other veterans out there right now, but you get the gist of it. If they bring in a veteran, then that may be a threat to his touches, and maybe that's just what Malcolm Brown is. For now, though, Malcolm Brown, because the past two years he's done it, I'd probably just look for him to score like two touchdowns on Monday night uh, or uh, the the first game of the season because that's what he's done for the Rams. Yeah, book it. Um, I think <laughs> I'm looking at – you know, other running backs that are going around in the fifth round, Travis Etienne, um, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson. Uh, I think that's kind of the group that Gaskin should be in. I want to talk about Kareem Hunt, though, for a second, because Kareem was a top 10 running back as well You know, at, with a handcuff role, essentially. So yeah. would you take Kareem Hunt or Miles Gaskin? Well, let's, let's say, also remember, though, Kareem Hunt – Kareem Hunt got time as a starter while Nick Chubb was out. So that also uh, gave him some inflated numbers as a top 10 RB, but him and Chubb both finished in the top 10. So I don't see Kareem Hunt's upside quite like that. But if it's PPR or half point PPR, I think I'd lean Kareem Hunt right now. Um, 
I think it also just depends on what your roster is looking like there too. Well, I mean, again, let's assume that let's assume that you have a tight end and a tight end and a running back and a receiver at this point. You know, who, who did this draft? I didn't do this draft. Well, let's for for argument's sake. Okay? I, you're right. Let's, yep. Yeah, let's say you're sitting here and you're you're pretty full. You have you know two receivers, an RB one, and a tight end. Then who are you taking as your RB two? I'm gonna go with Miles Gaskin. I like the news I'm hearing out of camp with Tua as well. I think uh, the type of offense he fits in with uh, the Alabama style, where it's a lot of just you know let's chip away kind of offense, where they just really get the motor running and then. It's big plays. Um, I think Gaskin has a good chance to succeed in that offense if all's well with Tua, and uh, I'm all in on Tua this year. Yeah, I expect the Dolphins' offense to be more yak-based, where they're going to get these guys the ball early in space, get them moving from there. Gaskin will be a guy that can do both in terms of catching the ball out of the backfield and running the ball in between the tackles. So I'm definitely excited about him again we're gonna watch this space i don't think there's many veterans out there that would go to miami uh, because there are other opportunities i.e atlanta or you know there are other opportunities around the league where a veteran running back can see a a a more clear path to guaranteed touches so i think gaskin is safe right now and they're going to really base their offense on on Tua throwing the ball and Gaskin just being a compliment to that. Well, and I also think with the whole veteran running back thing, they're also looking to sign where they have a better chance to win a championship. They're not willing to play the waiting game um, mm-hmm. because as we saw with as we saw from Tua in a previous year, he didn't look so great. That was in an offense that was designed for Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was after he was not fully healed from a nearly career-ending hip injury i think we're gonna see a different two of this year and i think miles gaskin is going to benefit from what he brings and as i i think just to drive it home one more time the fact that you can get salvin Ahmed undrafted or as a week one waiver pickup i i think that uh makes gaskin a pretty safe bet 